0: what's going on everybody this be your boy dj anonymous for sports biz music the podcast episode 36 and i got a special guest i got the lovely jenny sweets how, how you doing? doing i'm
1: good i
0: appreciate you coming on the show
1: thank you thank you i've heard a lot about you so i was excited <laughs> to be here <laughs> yeah, shout out to
0: Hayes. you know the whole Yo. tgt game you know what I'm saying? um before we you know go deep in the podcast uh i always ask this question to everybody um before, like just two days ago, I didn't know that you have your own clothing brand and everything else. I thought you were just a model. But before we touch that, um, I like to ask, like, uh, what it all started.
1: Um, you know, for a long time, I've had, I've gone through trying to find like my passion, like what I want to do. I, mm-hmm. I, it's for some people, it's easy. Some people want to be doctors. Some people want to rap. Some people want to sing, and i wanted to do dancing for a long time so i wanted to open up a dance studio Mm. i did i went to school for ballet modern and jazz so uh, i wanted i wanted to open up a dance studio i wanted it to be somewhere you know where kids could go instead of being on the street and they could you know come somewhere recreationally i wanted to do like showcases and stuff like that but it didn't happen so Mm -hmm. i spent a whole year kind of like finding myself and i started modeling So, um, I started modeling and, um, at first it was just for fun, but then people actually started contacting me, look, you know, for cross promo, we need a model for this, we need a model for that. Mm. And, you know, in the beginning you do a lot of work for free just to get your name out there. So I started doing that. Um, one day I had this, uh, person contact me through Instagram that they were having a, uh, fashion show in Las Olas, uh, this store called the archives. Um, so they wanted me to go just to model. It was a live event type thing and stuff. So I went. I went and I met the designer. Really dope designer. His name is Tony Vision. Shout out to Tony Visions and uh, Forever uh, they, um Then it was like this dope fashion show with like bulletproof vests and like masks yeah. and all that. Through this event, I met a group of people. We had a, a meeting afterwards. And we decided we wanted to start doing events. So it was two fashion designers... Uh, a guy that kind of does like all of our PR mm-hmm. myself that was just a model at the time and um, we were going to create this event in a month and it was going to be this huge fashion show and we called ourselves the foundation one of the designers which is Tony Visions he didn't go to school for um for mm-hmm. fashion it was just he bought his sewing machine and he just started doing it and I was so like in awe of how you could create something and it Cause their clothes are impacting like it's a, uh, it's much more than just trying to get there as a fashion designer yeah. it's like cultural so i was like you know what i want st- to i want to be a, a fashion designer i want to start and uh thanks to jay hayes he got me my first sewing machine
0: Shout out to Hayes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and ever since then i've just been trying to sew as much as i can and now we have this tgt event coming june 2nd and it'll be my first official debut for broken robots so
0: that's what's up, man. I didn't even know that, of course. That's you, also a stylist as well. Yes. So, this is, this is a question: um, the modeling industry. What was like? What What is your experience of being a model so far?
1: So, uh, initially that was the plan. I was gonna do modeling. I wanted to blow up as a model. I mm. got a sponsor in London. That I'm actually supposed to be going out to London for like two weeks a month to do hmm. some some uh, photography some photo shoots that we have set up out there congratulations thank you thank you I leave in August so um, my plan was that I had already decided I wanted to do cl- uh, clothes I made my first piece the day I did my first event for the foundation mm. and um, I was like you know what I'm going to focus on the modeling thing I'm going to blow up that way I have a name already and bringing out the clothing line won't be so hard um, but this just came first modeling was great I loved it mm. I love the camera it got me. It changed me as a person, honestly, because before modeling, I was very insecure, actually, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that I could really like get in front of the camera, and you know, especially. And it's so funny that I ended up being a, a print model for more like lingerie and bathing suits versus yeah. anything else. And um, you know what? It's not. It's not as easy as it looks. My whole life, I thought, you know, these girls, they just look good and stand in front of the camera. You. You wake up the next day sore from the Archie. <laughs> you holding positions. I mean, I've shot for three hours. I've shot for six hours yeah. before. I've taken 600 pictures in just one photo shoot. And it's great. It's great that I can add something to my resume and my portfolio. And this London trip is going to be amazing. I mean, they they, they definitely go hand. I can't wait to model my clothes. That's what I am and eventually, I want to be the photographer for my clothes.
0: So, That's and then your your clothing brand is called Broken.
1: Broken robots.
0: Broken robots. Yeah, What's what, what? Like why? Why is called Broken robots?
1: <laughs> I love. <laughs> it's that a, it's, question. A, it's a, like
0: a unique name, though. It
1: is. It's very. So I, um, when I decided I wanted to create clothes, like I said before, I yeah. wanted to do something. I, My mission is to create something, whatever it is, whether it be my clothing line, whatever I open up my my business. I want it to be something for the culture, for the people, Mm. for the community, you know? So I was sitting down, drawing one day, trying to figure out, because that's the first thing, is name and logo. And... um, I was like, man, I wanna, I want something. Everybody right now is a robot. Everybody wants to look like Kylie Jenner. Yeah,
0: society like wants. In the so and society
1: everything. is all about trends right now. Yeah. Everything is about what sells. Nobody does anything for the long run. You know, they do it for the shortcomings, for the money, for the fame. So, I was like, you know what? My robots are broken. Broken <laughs> robots. We're we're outcasts. I, my clothes are very different. They're very edgy, very dark, very like i i like you know um i'm very into like the 18th centuries so you'll, you'll see some cloaks in there yep. or you'll see some you know space goggles or you're, it's just very different and i want the people who dress in my clothes to feel like they can express themselves in it it's not for the name it's not for the brand it's for expression so broken robots so that's
0: what's up man that was deep <laughs> and that was good. And one awesome. of the, one of the major questions I want to ask you was that um, you're a businesswoman, you know, young businesswoman. That's it's something that's it's still real, you know, especially in our generation. That you know, just people in general, but especially women. That I guess they are afraid to take that leap of faith. So I mm-hmm. guess like, what what is your advice to the young women that's coming up? That wanna have their own businesses.
1: You know, before a businesswoman, I was a hustler. All my yeah. life, I've been hustling. I've been, you know, I wish I could say my I, I came from a great family and I was, you know, raised in a nice house with a white picket fence. But that's not how it was for me. So I've always had to learn how to get it on my own. And um, any advice I have for for the young women out there trying to do something, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just, just do it. Whether you, you start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. I don't have degrees for anything that I know how to do for the hair, Mm. for the makeup, for the styling, for Mm. the sewing. And it's just make sure that because we don't take none of this with us when we die. We don't take the money. We don't take the fame. We don't. You want to leave a legacy Mm. and your legacy is what you do and how you do it and what you want to do it for. Mm. So, you know, success is in the eye of the beholder. It's how, how what what do you feel? It, it's thick. The brokest person in the world could be the happiest because they feel they were successful in whatever it is that they did. Yeah. So all I can say is just hustle. When is your birthday? August fourth.
0: Yeah, Leo. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's that, <laughs> that. That's that. That's that line of you that that, that grind because like my granddad he's he's a Leo. He's August thirteenth and he had a couple businesses. You know, he's he's old now, so he's mm-hmm. got to take that step back, but. Yeah, I, I could see it because, like, when I was talking to Heads, I'm like, "Damn, I thought she, I thought you just model.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I ain't know you, you had all this stuff." But like, that's what's up, like, you know.
1: I'm very thankful. I, 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 I like I said, I was blessed. Everything happened. Everything happens at the right time. And sometimes mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot, I can't. I would be lying if I'm saying that I'm where I want to be because I always want more.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
1: think that that's the motivation is you, you should always want more should never feel content or settled or satisfied with where you, you always want to keep pushing, mm-hmm. keep making it better. There's always something to do. There's always something to do and and whether it's through your business, mm-hmm. I just think it's so important that to receive, you have to give. That's why it's so important to me. I want to do a non-profit. I want Broken Robots to be part of a nonprofit organization. I want to work with charities. I want to work with the Children's Heart Association. I want to work with the Cancer Association. I want to do events and I want to have proceeds that go to all those things. My niece had open heart surgery uh, earlier this year. Wow. And she she, She's good. She's good. It was her second open heart surgery. She had the first one when she was born um and 10 years later one of the wires that was holding her that holds her sternum together was poking her from inside so and when they opened up they realized that one of her valves one of the because they put like an extra valve she has this very rare condition with her heart that um one of the valves is supposed to be smaller than the other one is like bigger and whatnot so they had to put something there Well, anyways, I remember walking into this hospital. I've never been to a hospital like that. I
0: don't like hospitals. I I really
1: don't. I I don't like them either, but I've been in them quite a lot for various reasons. But I've never been to this kind of hospital. And we were walking her around the hospital because it was, like, her exercise for the time. And I remember just looking around and being so in awe, like there's these tiny, tiny little babies and in incubators that there's kids that live there every day. They don't get to see the outside because they can't, mm. their body just can't take it. And I'm like, man, like I might not be able to build a hospital, but I can make clothes for these kids and bring them here and donate mm. them. I could come here and do makeup. I could come here and do their hair for a day and for the girls or for the boys, or I can bring Hayes and he can, he can perform, you know, like, mm. Give something back to the world that will make you and leave your legacy behind. Because, like I said, all that money, all that fame, it does nothing. It'll do something for right now, mm-hmm. but it won't take you anywhere.
0: Yeah, it's, well, it's rare because, like, you you don't have that same mindset like a lot of people, you know. That some people just want just to come in the industry, get the money, and dip. Like they don't want to give back, you know, even to their own family.
1: And even if they do it A lot of people do it for show Yeah You know Just to say that they did it
0: mm-hmm. Like you look at like People like Oprah and, and Like just all these These people that give back You know like the Steve Harveys And them like And One day I just had to sit back and I'm like how the hell First of all How the hell they get all this money <laughs> You know what I'm saying And I learned like For like no for real Like, like Pete Like Oprah It was I'm 26 years old I'm like I finally want to know how she get all this money so we already knew the struggles i think she worked like a part-time job or something like that until 30, I think. Yeah, she until was 30. also something. sexually yeah.
1: abused by her yeah. family member when she was
0: younger so. yeah so we are uh, we knew all about that and then she got the first gig as a talk host just the talk shows she had her mm-hmm. own show so i went in deep and this whole time like Her money is... How she generated her money was from her own businesses that she created. Like, she has, like, a whole... Like, you know, like, the TV, the network, the magazine. Like, she has her foundations and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then she also invested into, like, Coca-Cola and
1: things like that. I mean, business is business. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I mean, we got to live, you know? It's just when that becomes the root of everything you do... The money that's when it becomes a problem, but investing I mean, that's the first thing you want to do, and that's that's how they do it. They make their money, they make their first couple million, and then yeah. invest residual money is where it's at,
0: yeah,
1: monthly income, yearly income, and something that's not going to die out. When is Coca Cola going to go out of business exactly? So, you invest now, and that, that, that you don't go anywhere but up.
0: Are you investing right
1: now? Not yet, not yet, but we will soon. Right now, I'm investing as much of my time into TGT. Yeah. I want <laughs> all, all of us you know we all we all we all it's it's great it's so funny because n- never in a million years I would have thought that I would have ended up with the people I grew up with you know mm. and it's so satisfying to watch them grow you know I'm one of the very few girls that are t- and it's in our group yeah. and you know it's even more interesting because they're boys you know it takes boys a lot longer yeah. to hit a certain stage but I look at them now and it's like it's it's it gives me like gratitude I'm grateful Mm -hmm. that all my people were able to come up you know and we have the same goal is to to do it for to do it for the hood pretty much
0: exactly you know so you was born and raised in Miami
1: I was not born and raised in Miami I was born actually in Venezuela I was raised in Miami till I was 13 I moved to Columbia and I did high school over there for four years my father's Colombian I moved to New York so I'm also from New York and, and I did college there for about two years. What part of New York? The Bronx. The Bronx down Bronx. Bronx. I New love York. my city. <laughs> <laughs> and then from she there. Yankees fan? No. Fuck. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, nah, I
0: can watch the Yankees games in
1: a minute, but shit. The Yankees is you, <laughs> you know. them legends, man. You know, I'm aware of the hat. Carlos <laughs> <Paul O'Neal. laughs> Soriano, man. Come on, them niggas <laughs> are legends, man. It's a legend thing. It's a legend thing, but. But but in, in all fairness I'm not too big on sports. So, oh you're not too big. Okay, you know? so. But um I
0: always gotta ask like, you know, New Yorker the you know 'cause y'all course, got like eight thousand teams
1: and stuff. <laughs> 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 that's but see that's the one thing about New York is that they always show love. Mm-hmm. You know? That's one that's the hard thing about coming up in Miami is that Miami's culture is very self- uh, involved. Everybody mm. is very self-involved everything that they do and even if they do it with someone else it's always with the same mean in the end which is for themselves. Explain so, explain
0: to the people because this is know, something I would try to preach.
1: You, and 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 it's a hard topic because mm. it's kind of like talking to a wall sometimes cuz mm. not everybody understands it but everybody, you know, uh, most people in Miami, mm. they don't understand that 2 is better than 1.
0: Exactly.
1: Always. And 3 and 4, now you have now you have an army, you know, and why not why not be stronger? Why do why be so selfish? I mean, all, at the end of the day, things like that come out of personality. Yeah. And and it's just it's just the world now this, these yeah. days. It is what it is. All I, all we can do as individuals is continue to preach it. You know, um I'm I'm also a Christian, so Mm. it's a lot easier for me to have faith and to be so well spoken because when I say things, I say them with meaning. Mm. And when I care, I care. I am a Leo, so I can be aggressive and not care. But I thank God that no matter what was thrown at me throughout my life, which was a lot, I never changed. Mm. I never lost faith. I never blamed anyone else but myself. We don't take accountability for the situations we put ourselves in sometimes. Mm. And what, once you understand that there's nobody else to blame but yourself, mm. that's when life will get so much easier for you. Mm. And that's just that's, what that's
0: it is. So you was born in Venezuela. When, when did you leave Venezuela?
1: I was literally just born there. My oh, dad so was like, didn't. I was already a citizen he literally flew me out of Miami to have me born over there. He's like, I just wanted it to be more exotic.
0: <laughs> so, so your family is from Venezuela. My
1: mother's Nicaraguan. Nicaragua. My father's Colombian, and I'm born in Venezuela. But
0: why? 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 well,
1: so my father's family when they were in Colombia, my fa- my father got to the United States as a stowaway on a boat. Uh-huh. He was supposed to go to Europe. And mm. when he got off the boat, he was in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom was raised in New York. She's from the Bronx. She was raised there mm. all her life. And um, that's where they met. But in that time, my, his family from Colombia migrated to Venezuela.
0: Okay. You know, back
1: then it wasn't the way it is now. Yeah,
0: because so, that's something I want to talk about. Because I know Venezuela been going through a lot a with lot, the government for the yeah. last 10 years. I've and been, now
1: Nicaragua going through it too. Yeah. So now my family has migrated back from venezuela to colombia they're all back
0: so how how was your experience in colombia
1: a culture shock i think that those four years are what definitely made me who i am today whenever i feel like i'm losing track or i'm forgetting who i am i always remember what i what i lived through because i went over there my parents left me there with like a family that I never really met so it was mm. a mom a dad a daughter and a son so that's my parents were divorced before I was born so wow. I, I grew up bouncing back and forth pretty much and um, that was the family that pretty much raised me and where I got that sense of feel of mm. breakfast together and dinner together and go go to school go to church every Sunday and um I
0: think that's the Caribbean Hispanic
1: and I'm from the Caribbean side I'm from the yeah. Atlantic I'm from Barranquilla so yeah. you know it's it's different than the interior but i remember when i first got there and we pulled up to the house that i was going to be living in and it's like a three bedroom house that's the size of a one bedroom apartment here in miami pretty much yeah and i remember looking around and cuz i went there to live in a small poor town population 2000 just like everybody else my dad didn't put me in a private school mm-hmm. he didn't you know he didn't want me to live like an american mm-hmm. Uh, going there was a punishment to begin with for being rebellious when (laughs) i was younger so um so he was like no you there's no fun for you over here and i remember looking around and looking out the window and watching these kids run back and forth barefoot on the on the dirt floor and just like thinking i didn't even know it still existed yeah and that's when i realized how ignorant you know, people, we can be. Mm-hmm. We truly don't understand how blessed we are, even if it is struggling in this state, that's, in
0: this country. That's why I would say the poorest man in the United States is, is hes more blessed than someone that's poor in a third world country. 100%. At least he could get some money, at least he could get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least he could go to a shelter at night. Whereas if I was a poor person living in like Haiti or Jamaica or somewhere, Colombia, somewhere. They
1: got, they got all these other yeah. problems to think about versus mm-hmm. you. And, and and the thing, and it's so funny because, you know, the the poor people that are over there, they don't go around knocking door to door asking for mm-hmm. for money. They go around asking for food. Do you have an apple? Do you have a bottle of water that you can give us pe- people? We let these people in and give them a plate of food, and then they just go about their way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And education over there, is so important because it's the only way that you can get out of the hood it's the only mm. chance and most people that go to school and become doctors sometimes still struggle mm. sometimes people don't have the money to go to school Exactly. you know it, over there when you go to school it's you don't wait till college to start paying for your semesters there's no public schools out there you gotta pay every year starting from Kindergarten, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's a lot of these people who they can't even Mm -hmm. afford that. Kids don't go to school not because they don't want to, it's because they Mm can't. You know, I used to give my classmates lunch money, I had to do homework at friends that had tin houses, that Mm -hmm. had mud houses. Some of them didn't have any houses and Mm -hmm. had to come to my house. That it just, I know that God put me there to come back here and do something so much more with that experience. But timing is better than skill, so I know that it's, it's, it's coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming real soon. I
1: definitely want to take broken robots to Colombia and have something out there and build something over there where, you know, I don't know whether it be donating broken robot bro, robot clothes with a fashion event out there or, or something like that, but I definitely want to take broken I robots. Out there.
0: I can see that. I can see that. you you going to have, you know, of course with the help of Hayes. Um you going to take you going to take your brand everywhere. You know, I, I see you taking to Venezuela, <coughs> Colombia, yes. you know, Miami, it's, it's a lot of places that need help down here in the hoods. You know, same thing in New York. You know, so and just take it from there. Just take it everywhere. Just, you know,
1: the um, most important thing is just to put out as many things as you can, yeah, as fast as possible. Yeah. Anything doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's created with positivity. Mm-hmm. It's never a wrong move. Mm-hmm. Just gotta keep going.
0: So you already talked a lot about Miami. <laughs> so, what's your experience in New York?
1: So, when I got to New York, when I when I was in Miami and I left at thirteen, I was you know you already know how Miami life is. I was yeah. already getting a little taste of the streets here and yeah. there. Um, when I got to Columbia, all of that stopped, mm-hmm. and I became. More my age, you know, mm-hmm. I went to school I graduated a 4.0 GPA mm-hmm. Home, school, home, school, went to church That's how I was raised So when I got to New York New York taught me To wake up, pretty much I, To get out of that mentality It's always been hard for me to understand That there are bad people out there mm-hmm. Because I'm not a bad person mm-hmm. So I think that bad things don't happen to good people Which is a lie <laughs> <laughs> So when I got to New York i learned that that's just not how it works you know you have to you can't you cannot let it change you
0: yeah
1: but you can't be stupid either exactly. and that's just what the truth is it definitely taught me hustle my first job in new york i was 18 working at a dominican restaurant down white plains uh making five dollars an hour packing dominican food mm. i used to have from the little round aluminum plates the cuts mm. <laughs> from how many <laughs> plates i used to close and and that's how it, st- it all started I would have never in my life, you know, outside of my, my, my uh, clothing line, I'm also a dental assistant. So oh, you're a dental, dental I'm a dental assistant, assistant? as well. A, so yeah, I went from $5 an hour to, you know, $18, 19 $20 an hour. And it's a blessing. I look mm-hmm. back at my life and and, I re- and sometimes I do because we don't want to dwell. That's the first thing you don't want to do that, oh, I, I struggled all my life, that, that becomes like a card, you know, mm-hmm. like a pity card. Mm-hmm. But when I do sit down and think back, you know, I've, I've slept on some floors, I've slept on some benches, mm-hmm. I've had some cold winters, and I look at where I am now, I'm just blessed, I'm grateful. Every day I wake up, I'm like, thank you, God.
0: You won't you won't even elevate
1: even more? Of course. I, when I get to New York, New York's probably going to be the last one, to get to because I want whatever I do in New York has to be big. I definitely want want to
0: do something over there. Yeah, so that's the that's
1: the mecca. That's the mecca. <laughs> that's the mecca, and it has to be done right because yeah. New York will you know eat you up and spit you out. You know, especially uh, in the fashion industry.
0: I feel like um, my first time going to <laughs> L.A. last week. You know, I was telling people I never been in New York. You know, so I kind of pictured like how how L.A. is because L.A. is so huge. Like I I was telling people like. You know, Miami compared to LA is like the country for real. Cause like, Miami is a major city, but people still gotta remember it's still the South. So there's certain yeah. stuff that we do. It's it's not as it's like it's fast but laid back at the same time. Like Atlanta, Atlanta is a big city, but it's still laid back. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So compared to like in LA back. and very New York and like LA, just by being there for about a couple of days, like you know gotta move fast you know what i'm saying like especially on um, if you want to be like successful you gotta you gotta be quick but at the same time like you said you gotta be smart mm-hmm. and don't let the negativity get to you and stuff like that don't let people try to use you and things like that
1: and you know what it's all about intention too mm-hmm. there are people who do things and they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. you know so and, and sometimes you know that little green monster that jealousy that envy mm-hmm. you know some people are strong enough to withhold from that emotion and some people aren't. Mm-hmm. And that has definitely been one of the biggest struggles for me is finding genuine people who truly want good for me and wanna mm-hmm. do good with me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's that's the other blessing I have, is that my team is also real. Mm-hmm. I, I could trust I, I trust them probably more than my family. Mm-hmm. I probably give them my bank account. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm yeah, saying? That's and that's <laughs> and that's so hard to find and and going back I hate to keep repeating it especially in Miami it's Mm. very hard to find good and genuine people and and the people around you is what makes you Mm -hmm. you know you want to be successful or and you want to hustle well make sure you're around the same kind of people who are going to help you make the good decisions who know that when you work in the morning they're not going to drag you out to the club because they know you got to go to work and be like yo stop playing (laughs) go home yeah but and that's hard to find
0: i mean um, a lot of artists you know come up to me you know as a dj they always tell me like i'm a genuine person and stuff and I always been like that like if you need if i got five dollars and you need that dollars, i give it to you You know what i'm saying like i just think the problem with miami is that What well, i'm trying to say we would show that grat- that gratitude to people from out of town mm-hmm. instead of for uh, people yes. in their own home because yes. you can have uh, artists coming from other places you know and you, they could get that southern hospitality and all that stuff, all you want. But when it's like us, like all the time, I was thinking about. I'm like, if we could all stick together, Miami could be that city where people really want to have to want to come, not just to live for, but to be like, I want to invest in that company, that company, that company. You Local know, they, businesses. Yeah, because compared to other places, is. It's, 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 it's kind of hard to grow businesses down in, in South Florida because of the fact that it's like people don't want to spend $20, $30, $40 on your business, but they can spend thousands of dollars on the big market. One hundred
1: percent. I know a lot of people on my Instagram will probably go buy some Supreme before they buy you know a $60 piece from Broken Robots.
0: Yeah, and Jim Jones was talking about this on the <laughs> Breakfast Club interview, which was, was dope because... He owns an AFL team, a football league uh, team, arena football league team. And he was saying like in our culture, like, you know, especially in the hip hop culture, you know, rappers, not just rappers, anybody like, in the black or Latin community would go to another person and be like, oh, I want to get some Supremes some, some or Louis Vuitton or something like that, or Gucci, but like you have a brand like yourself and, and Hayes and everybody like around us have brands that could blow up by tomorrow, but you have people that just like eh, it's whatever. Like they just look at us it like it's low quality and stuff, and it's not. They don't have that name, but
1: but that's exactly what we're creating. This mm-hmm. this you know. When me and Joshua spoke about doing, when me and Hayes spoke Your about name doing Joshua, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. he could oh, edit I'm that. He could edit that. Very can very that. Very <laughs> I, I go to my city, man. You know, I've known him since he was yay tall, so <laughs> really, I, 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 man, I it's yeah. hard for me to call <laughs> him his 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 stage name, you know, but um,
0: yeah, Yo, Hayes came along with us. I, Hayes think he slick, cause I see the <laughs> empire that he building. You know, but I'm glad that I'm around.
1: 100. When yeah. when me and Hayes first started talking about the uh, the TGT <laughs> event, when, yeah. when I first came with the idea, because we had just done the foundation event, I was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, let let's do a TGT event." The reason why we wanted to create it was not only to showcase my work, to showcase his work, but to showcase everybody's work. It's mm. not just about me and him. There's other performers. There's other artists out there. We have vendors. I chose other designers to showcase their work as well. You know, Anybody and everybody who is going for the common goal, which is, like I said, to come up in the community, is part of this event, and it's great. And when it comes together, that day is going to be so... It's just gonna be a blessing for us to see what we've worked so hard to finally get there.
0: And I will be out there. I was trying to be a vendor, but how my money is right now. But I hopefully understand. in the next event, cause I wanna. Um, I have. I have a lot going on myself with the marketing company, and then I have the model um, agencies I'm trying to bring up. And I have the clothing brand, so it's it's a lot that I'm trying to do. But when I seen that, I was like, that's something that we need, you know. Miami, like we need, well, South Florida in general, that we need like events like that. Like, yeah, you got Rolling Loud, but Rolling Loud goes everywhere. That's not like a prime and Ultra. Ultra, to me, it's not really a music festival to me. Like, it's just another. It's like in another genre. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, we need something for the culture, like for hip hop. Yeah, you know, for what's our creating that could be a hug
1: you 100%. know what i'm saying
0: like when, hey send me that email about artists like i screen i had hit up a lot of artists i'm like hey i need to come on this you know what i'm saying a lot of them was thankful because of that because we need that you know and, and, it's an and, opportunity yeah, and, the and music, it's a real you know,
1: opportunity because yeah. that's one thing you got a lot of people who talk a lot and mm. don't do it mm. I, mean, I can't count the times that people have yeah of course I got you I can help you out I know this person I'm gonna introduce you to this person and they just never do it and it's a it. it's all about follow through consistency like yeah. this will definitely not be this is the first event but it will not be the last mm-hmm. I want us like I want us to be to have an event during Art Basel I want us to have something going on during Art Walk I want us to have our own title for a week of our own events you know what I'm saying like the sky's the limit
0: but what what was like the backstory? story like what, what how that idea you know
1: so I learned from my, from, so I call them my creative groups. I got TGT is my first creative group and the foundation is my other one. And mm-hmm. they had, they had heard been, about
0: the foundation, the foundation so. is,
1: that's what I'm part of. Yeah. You probably saw the flyer when we did our yeah. event back in February. So, um, the designer, when I became part of that, they had already been doing those events. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Which, and, and that, that's the problem. A lot of people don't know about these events, you know? people think that it's just Winwood; they can go and get a little bit of culture, but no, there's events going on all, oh, yeah. all the time. You know, so um, when I learned from them and I was, I became I became part of the group of the main five versus you know me just being any one of the models Mm -hmm. and that was really hard i'm also the only girl in that group as well (laughs) so and that's that's the norm for me it's just i think with my character it's hard for other women to kind of relate Mm -hmm. but when i do find other strong powerful women it's great but um me and it's the leo and me me and and guys we just we get along so much better
0: yeah that's what's up so who was like your top influences growing up
1: I always get that question. That's a hard one. You know what? I'm a I was really young in the nineties, but that was the biggest influence I had. Like I was five years old listening to like One Twelve and Mary J. Blige and, and you know, my brother's eleven years older than me, so he was um, able to put me on to that type of music. But growing up, I think the person that I looked up to the most hard this is a hard question for me (laughs) this is actually a really hard question for me um i'll probably say my brother
0: your brother yeah that's what's up
1: you know he got he had his first kid at 18 Mm -hmm. and you know he put aside his hopes and dreams of being a doctor and became a correctionals officer and you know got had his family and supported his kids and was kind of like the only father figure I had because my parents, like I said, they weren't really there, yeah, and I was always kind of bouncing back and forth from house to house when one was angry with the other and stuff like that. But my brother, my mm-hmm. brother and God, I didn't look up to anybody more than I did mm-hmm. to him and God. So
0: that's what's up. So it's like a brief, you know, intermission. Do you listen to Beyonce and Rihanna? Or no? You don't really I to mean,
1: them. I hear them on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's not like, you know, music, there's a, I love music, uh-huh. and, but music today isn't really my thing. So I still listen to music from back in the day. I, 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 you got my, my playlist is like Ja Rule and Shanti. So, so,
0: so this is great. This is a good question then. Cause, uh, shout out to Galliano. He's an artist from, uh, from, his, from, from from South Florida. And uh, we had like a little segment on our interview where we were talking about the 90s versus the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I told her the 2000s to me was my favorite era because the 2000s, like, it was still lyrical,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it had the an animation. Yeah,
1: all the way also. up until like 0203 03. Music was still good, mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Yeah. You know, like, even, but even like up to like, I could say the best days, I'll put to 09 was like, because think about it, like,
1: i think that there was still good music coming out but not as much consistent as it was in the earlier 2000s but yeah for sure
0: yeah so do you do you look at the 90s or the 2000s more as like the golden era
1: yeah if i wish we could get those times back you know i don't want to i don't mind you know i'm that type of person that says oh i wish i could go back in time because i don't Mm -hmm. But if I could just get that culture back, if Miami could at least be the way it was back then, Mm. or if the world could be at least the way it was back then, it it would be a better place. I mean, I used to be able to memorize songs back in the 90s and the 2000s. You know? Now I I can't memorize any of these songs because I don't know what they're saying. Yes, a lot. It's all about a really good beat and some really good auto tune now, and that's about it. And Mm. you get your people here and there like J. Cole, Mm. you know, and, and stuff like that, and Rich the Kid who who got a little more, um, and coach, and haze, and of you know? course, of course, <laughs> you know, they got a little more culture, you yeah. know, out there as far as people who are, you know, in the commercial biz already, mm. but for the most part, everybody's, I feel like everybody's just going with the trend, everything now is a trend.
0: So, who's, like, your top five artists of all time?
1: My top five artists of all time. You don't
0: have to be hip-hop, it could be, like, just in general. selena okay
1: um biggie
0: biggie okay.
1: uh mary j blige i grew up on mary j blige a lot um it's my auntie no My
0: way! Team, right? Oh, I thought you was like that real. I was like, no way. We gonna have to have another I interview. I wish. I
1: wish. Um, who else was? That was three, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Hayes. Good. Of
0: course, no serious.
1: And um. Seriously, you coming seriously. up, bro. For real, it's gonna happen. It's happening. Um, damn, this last one can't waste it. I'm gonna say Tupac. Tupac? Yeah. I didn't want to be cliche so I wanted to leave him out of it, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to sound that. like everybody else, but
0: So for for East artists that you that you just named, like why why are they on your top five?
1: Why are they on my top five? Like, why Selena? Influential. Just so influential. Then and the way that they became artists, like uh, their music like I love I mean Selena was Selena's story number one was just up uh, was mm. beautiful, and her voice was just like was just catching. And she, they, these people, like they sing and rap about real things, yeah. you know, and and it, it wasn't, it was just, it was something that you were here and it will take you to another place. Yeah. You 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 be mes- mesmerized and creating your own video. And, you know when you ever turn the radio on and listen to a song and you're like doing a whole choreography yeah. in your head. That's how much you feel the music.
0: Those are artists that just they do that. Yeah, cause uh, we always joke, but it's true. I feel like if Selena, Aaliyah was was still here, oh yeah, wouldn't be no J Lo, Beyonce. One hundred percent. Like I just just felt like when you look back, when you hear their songs and just look back at their videos 100%. and their documentaries, like it's just like how <laughs> how
1: how you yeah. you definitely Aaliyah especially she's gonna be number six (laughs) um for sure I I wish that we can have you know I I I give good energy to everybody you know Mm. in the business and in the industry whether or not you know my opinion is to listen to their music Mm. or not but I really do wish we have more powerful artists out there who are singing with more purpose Mm. or rapping with more purpose or you know you don't have anybody going out to listen to poetry anymore. You don't have anybody yeah. out there listening to... To, um, you know, any speakeasies and stuff like that. Everybody wants to be at Winwood or at Live or yeah. at Story. And it's like... And it's because of the type of music we make now. Music back then made you feel proud to be on the block. To be yeah. humble. To be playing dominoes with, you know, with your grandfather. yeah. Music yeah. now... It's compelling you to go to the club, to be buying two, three, four hundred dollar purses too. You know, back then it was so much more. Now it's like, oh, you broke, my bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's where crazy. music back then was more humble. It was mm-hmm. about that. It was embracing that we are who we are, but we just gotta get it. Yeah.
0: You know? So. So where you see yourself five to ten years from now?
1: Five to ten years, building an empire still. I'll never stop working till the day I die that's that's just a fact it's it's never gonna be a, i never want to not be busy mm-hmm. i definitely know i'm gonna have charities i'm gonna have my empire i'm gonna buy a studio i'm gonna buy i'm gonna have stores pop-up stores i want showrooms i don't want actual Showroom. stores i want showrooms because i want every store to have fashion shows in. i want to to also be used for a space to do events Mm. you know for art my i like art music and fashion all of that i want to always to be involved in any businesses that i do so um and my and that dance studio is definitely coming it'll come
0: you got any shout outs before we close out of
1: course (laughs) 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 um shout out to km apparel uh that's my boy he's coming up he's doing his thing Shout, shout out, out the game, yeah. yeah shout cool. out to uh, Simply Jess. She's done a lot for me. Um, shout out to Mimosa Mia. Shout out to Little Harness. Shout out to Renegade. Shout out to Hayes again. <laughs> 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 <And> again. <laughs> um, you know, I know I'm forgetting a whole lot of people, but anybody, 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 and everybody that has ever you know worked with me, definitely big ups to them.
0: I appreciate you coming on the Thank show Thank you so
1: much for having me This was uh, This was I was nervous at first <laughs> <laughs> I was like Is it too early to drink If it's bad If I show <laughs> <laughs> Where we going Hayes?" <laughs>
0: i <laughs> Yeah I appreciate I appreciate you coming on the show Once again um, Sports biz, music You can hear everywhere. I everywhere mean, You know iTunes Spotify SoundCloud Everywhere Definitely, I mean, definitely. Trying to go like, Nationwide You know what I'm saying Soon coming on YouTube, the visuals coming soon. Cause that's, <laughs> I feel like that's the that's the next the next thing.
1: Are you th- are you um, thinking of doing anything like live radio, going on to the radio?
0: Soon? Yeah, I thought about doing that. Cause I'm like, I'm at the at the end of the day, I'm still a DJ, so yeah. I want to put my passion back to the music and find a new artist. Cause that's how I found Hayes. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just on the, on social media and stuff. I'm like, this nigga, he hard. He hard. So I was just like, I like him. So
1: the I'm, listening party was, was great. Like yeah, that was yeah. probably one of my proudest moments. I felt like a mom. I was like, oh my was god. Was it mixed <laughs> Mix studios, right?
0: It was that yeah, that mixed masters. masters. Yeah, mixed masters, yeah. Shout out to them It was
1: really, really good.
0: This has been Sports Biz Music the Podcast episode thirty six and uh we out.